Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Smart Cities Chronicles podcast. Uh, my name is Adam Beck, your host of the Chronicles, and my day job is Executive Director of the Smart Cities Council here in the Australia and New Zealand region. Uh, welcome to episode 24 of the Chronicles, uh, and today we have... Uh, we have the, the amazing opportunity to talk with uh, some fantastic people from the city of San Diego in California. And joining me for this episode uh, is Bahija Humphrey and also Andrell Bao from uh, the Performance and Analytics Department. How are you guys? Doing great. Thanks Doing for well. having us. Thanks for thanks for joining. So, looking forward to this this conversation. Um, we've done a couple of uh, couple of chronicles interviews with uh, with sort of two joint guests. So, um, let's start with sharing uh, with our listeners um, sort of the bio of each of you. So, Bahija, we might start with you. Who are you, and 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 what do you do? What's your day job? Great. My name is Bahija Humphrey. I'm the director of the performance and analytics department. And um, we're also known as PANDA. That's our acronym. (laughs) Very cute. Uh, Yeah, it is cute. We also um, have uh, pandas in our zoo. We're very well known for the pandas in our zoo. So it's kind of, it works out uh, for the city. Um, Anyway, so what I do as director is I, I basically run the department and our department is tasked with, um, essentially challenging status quo and trying to exceed expectations and, and being a champion of that um, across the city. We, um, we work to do that by basically three different things that we focus on. One is simplifying the customer experience um, so that residents, we respect residents' time and we make it as easy for them to communicate with us as possible. We champion data-informed decision-making um, across the city and then we promote a culture of continuous improvement and accountability. Um, and so I have in the department three sections um, and each section is committed to one of those three um, tasks. Excellent, and, and Andrell, do you wanna give a bit of an introduction of, of who you are and what you do? Yeah, sure, so I'm Andrell and I specifically work in the data bucket. So we have our um, data and analytics team where we publish data um, and then also we uh, complete analytics projects with the data. Excellent. Um, so data is going to be data and performance and analytics will be sort of at the heart of our our conversation today. Can I um, can I start by getting uh, a little bit of a sense of where the whole data journey began for the city and and kind of how and why? Sure. I'm going to pass that to Andrell. Um She's been here. She is our data guru. I'm, um, I'm new to the city. I've been here for a year. And so she can best tell you about that journey. Yeah, so um, it started a while ago. I, so I've been here about three years maybe, but I was hired sort of after we had the momentum going. So um, I wasn't around for the very beginning, but I do sort of know what happened. And basically, um, We had some people in the community, some technology people who were really interested in having the city adopt an open data policy. So um, we have this organization, Code for America, and we have a local chapter of that. And so the local, so what Code for America does is they, they have fellows partner with government on technology projects, and the goal is to improve service delivery. So they have a bunch of different projects that they do, but Um, The local chapter here sort of approached 
some policy people. They approached um, our one of our council committees, Economic Development and Intergovernmental Relations. That's a mouthful. But uh, they did a presentation to one of the council committees, and that really kind of got the ball rolling. So that council committee got really interested in the idea. Um, one of the council members, um, who's still a council member, but he sort of uh, drafted a policy. They had public meetings where they got feedback on the policy, and then um, the full city council passed a policy. Uh, so it was really sort of like a joint effort between the community and some other some policy people in council offices. And that was in 2013. Yeah, that was back in 2013. I would I would sort of make the comment there that. 2013 you guys have been at it for quite some time i would imagine compared to some others we have yeah we're we're, we're not the oldest open data program but we we have been going for a while um and we and i think i think we've i'm really proud of our program compared to what some of the other cities have done um so yeah i um i i took the opportunity to to do a little little bit of research last week um I, I sort of stumbled across, um, and for our listeners uh, who want to go and check out some of the work of the Panda uh, team, um, if you head to sort of um, in your browser, put in data.sandiego.gov, um, stumbled across this sort of great little little sort of portal or page here where you, you've got up a, a selection of, of sort of data which which you've opened up to the community. Um, one, you know, uh, your smart streetlight upgrades, parking meter revenue, street repair work, uh, you know, down to keeping track of where the street sweeping is happening. One that really um, stood out for me, and, and I suppose um, my, my question here is going to be around sort of this broader idea of, of sort of transparency and openness. I found your budget data and it goes back to 2011 and, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's all there, you know, the, the, the budget, what you're actually spending, the revenue. Um, talk to me about this, this sort of mindset around transparency and openness you know i would imagine particularly here in australia i can only talk from australia's perspective that sort of this can this can often be risky sort of opening up and showing the world you know what you're doing and where you're spending and and how the performance is tracking tell me a little bit about the mindset of the city and and sort of its 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 aspiration and sort of unlocking and opening and being very transparent around uh, how it operates i think um I think it's important for the city to always have that in mind. It's our um, obligation to build trust with the people that um, live in our city, that visit our city, our residents, our communities. And to do that, you, um, we, we share data with them in different formats. We allow them to, we, we have meetings in public. We do all kinds of things that allow for them to access uh, the work we do so that they know that their tax dollars are being used effectively. And that, um, when we don't do that, when we mess that piece up, whether we, um, but normally it's by accident, that's when we start to lose that trust. And so we don't want to ever get there. So we, um, we work hard to get more and more data constantly up on our open data portal um, because it reinforces that transparency, but also what we love, what I love, is when that data is then used 
and um, people take it and they, they, they use it for projects or they take it and come back to us with questions. And then those questions turn into us doing um, something better or changing the way we operate. Uh, and that kind of lends itself to the whole continuously improving aspect that, um, that we need to do. And the only way to do that is to be open and um, set the ego and the fear aside and allow for those conversations to happen. Um, and traditionally, I think before the whole open data concept, it was a little scary uh, for cities to just throw all our, our business out there and allow for people to digest it. Um, but we need to remember that everything we do is for the public and that we serve them. And I think keeping that in mind, it, it reinforces this mindset that um, everything we do, they're allowed to have access to. And so it, it also builds this sort of like um, the accountability in people when they're doing their daily work without forcing it on them. It just, it's kind of there lurking. <laughs> and I, I imagine that this has been a, you know, a, a culture change, right? In, in terms of the organization itself, you know, getting comfortable and realizing the value and benefits. Uh, have, have there been things along the way that, that, that you've learned and, and you can sort of reflect on now and, and, and sort of um, going forward, you know, in, in, embrace sort of whether it be key messaging or, or approaches that is allowing this level of openness and transparency to continue to thrive? Yeah, we definitely have lessons learned in everything we do. And I think right now, um, Andrella is um, spearheading a big change to our open data platform based on feedback and what she's learned from having it out there for the last several years. Um, Andrella, you want to talk about that? Yeah, so I would just say first, um, you might think of the open data portal as a place for residents to get data, but you'd be surprised at how useful it is internally. So putting data on the open data portal allows departments to get data from other departments, um, which before was a lot of work for them. I mean, people spend a lot of time, uh, our, you know, our citizens are allowed to request whatever they want from us and we get, give them that public information. So anyway, people are spending a lot of time um, trying to get data to other people and so it's more difficult than you would think to share data even across departments. Um, so I just wanted to, to throw that out there because I, I think at first it was a big culture shock, this idea that um, you would put your business out there for everyone to scrutinize. Um, and so, you know, we early on, we obviously had some champions in the city who recognized the value of having data available like this and other people we've had to sort of convince and bring on board. But I think the more they see the potential uh, that sharing data has to improve their, um, their workday and how they do things, uh, I think that the, the, the better the attitudes are getting and, and the more excited people are about um, sharing data. So not only is it transparency to the public, but people see a value for themselves. Andrell, I went. Uh, I went into the archives of your website, and I found a um, a little a little post by you, an article um, going back to 2017, and it was titled "The Building Blocks of an Open Data Portal." Um, you sort of spoke of this idea around, um, you know, launching a homemade open data portal. Um, you know, building a website. You know, being in in you know the city being in control over the portal. Um, 
looking back now, tell me about the evolution of the portal itself and how it's functioning, how it's performing, has it evolved and, and sort of where does it go next? Yeah, so um, it kind of depends on the technical expertise a city has. A lot of cities that have open data portals, um, they pay uh, a vendor and another company to sort of run that for them. Um, and we, we had the opportunity to go that route. And in fact, early on, we, we did, because we had a deadline according to the open data policy on when our portal would be live. So we had a whole lot of work that we did up front. And then we put up the first version of the open data portal, which was uh, something that we paid someone else to put together for us. But we always knew that we wanted to go a different route because one of the key things about our data is that we automate updates. So sometimes with open data portals, um, there, there's a model, there's a way you can do it where departments are sort of responsible for keeping their own data updated. And we felt like we wanted computers to do the things that computers do best and people to do the things that they do best. And we didn't want to add workload to people's days where they had to remember to update data. So we had this long-term vision that we would build an automation system that would connect to the data sources, transform it, and ultimately upload it to the access point where people are accessing the data from. And then, um, so in order to do that, we knew that we needed to build our cu a custom data portal because it's essentially just a website with links to the data that you download. Um, so yeah, we went the route, and in fact, our open data portal and our automation system are open source. So you can go onto our GitHub page and our GitHub pages and, and anybody can copy the code base for our open data portal and our automation system and put it into production in their own city. Uh, Bahisha, I want to talk to you about, or I want to hear from you about sort of this idea of data-informed decision-making. You know, we, we certainly know that data is is data, but unless we kind of converted into some sort of intelligence or actionable insights, you know, we're really not going to be able to sort of continually improve and, and be the best that we can be or, or provide the best services that we can. Can you, can you sort of share with our listeners um, that journey of becoming data informed and the idea of making better decisions? I mean, is, is it a reality? Have you been able to experience this? And, and sort of where is the city at with, with this idea of, you know, having an open data portal and, 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 and sharing it, uh, but now performing better? The services that you deliver are better based on being data informed. It's a great question. Um, I think for the, where we are in the journey, we're, we still have a long way to go. Um, it's a really, it's a big city. We have over 11,000 employees um, and 35 departments. And the word data scare is scary to people. It's, it, and, and some people perhaps don't even know really what we're talking about when we say data or data set or the word metrics. And so we're still on the, um, we're still working on educating people about what data is and what meaningful data is and how metrics work and, and how we can use that to improve our systems. While at the same time, the departments that are perhaps more ready or ahead on that, we work with them to use data to make um, changes and continuously improve. 
For example, uh, one of the projects we recently worked on with um, the team that works on homelessness for the city of San Diego is we, um, we were asked by the mayor to do an analysis of um, one of the two of the programs to look at it from not only process improvement, but also look at their data and see if we could make some improvements to how we're delivering services to homeless individuals. Um, and that is a high priority for our mayor. So our team went in and looked at uh, these two programs. One of them is, the, is, is a bridge shelter um, that we put up about a year and a half ago. We put up three giant uh, bridge shelters to help individuals. Um, and then another one is, is basically a program dedicated to trying, to trying to find landlords that'll rent uh, units to people who we help out of their homelessness. And so in order to improve those, the, the outcomes are okay, but can we make them better? And how do we, um, how do we uh, approach it from a data perspective? We took all the data coming out of uh, the intake process and we have a data scientist on the team that literally without any um, emotion um, or thoughts on how things should work, they, that, uh, she was able, her name is Zyra, she's a star able to look at the data that was in the system, uh, the homeless management system of the city, and basically tell a story and see that, oh, we think that this process would result in this, but what we're seeing is the process is resulting in this other thing. And that is actually a bottleneck. And so we found a few of these um, in this uh, analysis on both uh, programs, and we're able to then um, come back to the mayor and present some of our findings. And he's blessed the recommendations that we've come up with. So we're informing policy decisions and operations based on data and process improvement um, because the uh, city is so, at the, at the top level, is so willing to allow us to uh, do this type of work to um to and and willing to to say we can do better how send in panda send the performance and analytics team send them in and and then they'll come back and tell us how we can do things better and so that is like a moment of pride for us when things like that happen when we set aside politics and we set aside all the other things that can happen at the city in a city and and say what bottom line how can we make this work better and tell us how the data um what the data tells us and what the route would be. And that's, that's what we're good at. Can I ask you if, you know, you've been following any particular playbook here or, or, or standards or, you know, you've been learning on the job. How, how do you, in terms of the journey, you know, opening up data, you know, unleashing its potential, uh, understanding the insights and, and actively informing policy and investments and other programs um what, what what's what's been the playbook the instruction manual has there been something that resembles that um from my perspective uh no i wish there was one i'm not gonna lie <laughs> we're, just, we're sort of um just creating some of this as we're doing it. And then we don't want that to happen to others. So let, like Andrell said earlier, when we can, when we create something like um, through like our open data portal, when, we, when we're when we able to actually create a process, we share that. 
But as far as the work we're doing right now, um, we're, we're just using our own expertise, our experience, um, our research, sometimes talking to other cities, researching best practices, um, leaning on other people of the team, leaning on the experts. One of the things that I think Zyra um, has taught me is that sh she will get, uh, let's say, um, a spreadsheet or, or a bunch of data, and it's, it's thousands and thousands of lines of data. That doesn't mean anything until she sits down with the, the department who owns that data, and they tell her what every field, what, what do they mean? Get, you know, they, they need to give us the context. And so um, we work with the departments to educate ourselves in, in learning what their uh, fields mean, and then she's able to kind of mine through that and start to analyze it and tell stories from that data, which is, from my perspective, kind of an art more than it is a science. So it sounds like there's an element of this journey is, you know, you, you sort of close your eyes and you jump in and see what happens at times. You know, you sort of, it, it's really an exploration, isn't it? I think that's what makes it fun for me. What about <laughs> you, <laughs> Yeah, it's, um, I always say that the tech, the technology aspect of my job is the easiest there are definitely people who have already come up with, this is how you format your data catalog and you put it in JSON and this is how you make it available to people and um, you know, all kinds of standards about metadata and things like that. But as far as um, how do you get, how do you get departments to want to publish their data? You know, what, what is an, what is a, an open data program can look slightly different in every single city that you talk to. Um, but yeah, it's really important that we do, talk to other cities and and kind of learn from their experiences too so so just a matter of housekeeping does the city of san diego have an open data policy yes we do yeah okay. and it has uh, it has deadlines in it so <laughs> <laughs> um you know it it's funny because what Bahisha mentioned earlier about we're still doing a lot of educating about what data is what a data set is um, you know, going back to the original policy, it's not very long, um, but it, it maybe was a little ambitious for what is technically available. Um, it's very, it's not only is it a culture change, but it's, we have over 500 different data sources in the city. We, we did an inventory and we found lots and lots of them. People are using all kinds of different systems to manage their data and all, all kinds of different management practices. So publishing one data set is, can, can be a lengthy process because we do have to sit down with the data owner and the data expert and get all kinds of information and then connect to that particular data source. Um, so, yeah. It's a lot of work behind the scenes that, um, that no, most people don't know when they pull up this lovely open data portal and they're seeing these really cool visuals and they're able to access the data and they, it's just, um, it, it looks so good because Andrell put a lot of hours of work in it behind the scenes. I, um, I've just stumbled across your, what is it, your tactical plan and budget. I, I need to congratulate you. I, I love just the level of simplicity and succinctness in this, you know, your, your, your vision and mission and then, you know, very clear goals and objectives, you know, not going crazy with a thousand different goals, but keeping it really meaningful and grounded. Um, I'd like to ask a question about data external to the city. Um, is, there a, is there sort of a, 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 
a moment of time in your journey that you have or you may start sort of gathering external data? Does, does that happen now? Is that part of the plan? You know, kind of your open data portal becoming more of a open data portal for everyone, if that makes sense. And I know it is for everyone, but bringing in other data sets from other key stakeholders. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Um, I think so far everyone's approaches, this data portal includes our data that we can guarantee. But I think that there is a lot of interest to share data, you know, between agencies in the same county or agencies in the same state and pe people who are tackling difficult problems like environmental issues, they want to be able to get data from everywhere to help solve problems. So I, there's a big interest in that. Um, but so far, I'm not, I don't know that anyone's totally figured out what that looks like. I, um, I wanted to ask you if you could share your thoughts around um, or advice to other cities. So if we, do, if we do a bit of role play here, so, you know, hi, my name's Adam Beck. I'm the newly appointed sort of, you know, chief of data for the city of Adam. And, um, you know, the, the leadership team, the mayor and, and the council members, you know, want us to sort of, you know, look at this sort of idea of open data and sharing and transparency, everyone's a little bit nervous. Um, can you give me some advice on, on where I might start, what I need to kind of look out for? What, what, what sort of starting advice would you give another city that potentially might be interested in kind of this open data journey? Um, my advice would be to, um, to, to put in the time on the front end, um, educating, the, the staff and getting them comfortable with what with essentially con the concept of data um, and being open about what your intentions are and um, being be ready for sort of tough conversations and sometimes some pushback um, yeah. and um, and then also be be excited about some of the sort of champions that are hiding throughout the city that are actually waiting for this moment that'll come out of the woodwork and, and, and help you. Um, and I'm curious, Indra, what would you say? <laughs> you know, I actually 100% agree with that. I think most of the obstacles and most of the really hard work has been um, really getting people to understand where we're coming from and to, and to buy in. I mean, you know, we, we obviously had support at the policy level, but then there's the whole operations side and um, they have a lot to do. They have to pick up the trash and they have to fill potholes and they have to cover up graffiti and they have to make sure our, our water utility is working. So they have a, a lot of other things to think about. Um, and so really it's, it's the people work. That's probably the most difficult part. Okay. Just on, just on that, we've got only a few moments left. I know you guys have got a, uh, uh, sort of a hard stop soon. Um, wh where where are you at with the, the the sort of the conversation, the dialogue, the issues around privacy and and security around data? Um, you know, is the community kind of sceptical? Are they concerned? Have you had to deal with those issues from the community or around privacy and security of of the data? 
Surprisingly, not yet. Our open data portal, we, we don't get that concern. We haven't gotten that at all. Um, we do as a city have an, a new um, smart street light project that we launched with um, audio and, and capabilities and camera capabilities on some of our street lights. And that's starting a dialogue about um, a person's uh, right to privacy and versus the public right of way. But we encourage that dialogue and we want that because that's gonna help us, it's gonna help inform how we manage that project um, and how, like what components people are comfortable with us adding to those streetlights uh, at this time versus we're not ready, we need to keep continuing that dialogue. And that, that for us, um, that's important. We, we want the work we do to be connected to um, the end user and that, that they have an opportunity to weigh in on what that looks like. So my final question um, now sort of gets a little bit you know, personal for each of you. I'd love to hear from you on what's exciting you um, in 2019, what you're looking forward to. Uh, Andrell, let, let's sort of start with you. What, what's exciting you about 2019? Well, I'm going to geek out. I'm a total data nerd. <laughs> I've been obsessed with data since I graduated college as a journalist. But I'm really interested. Uh, I'm really excited because we're going to start this effort to think about usability. And not just the usability of our website, but the usability of the data. I think that people, people have these ideas. The data should be totally raw. The data should be this or that. We don't want anyone to think we're hiding anything or omitting anything. But at the same time, um, there's, there's, a, there's a small audience of people that can really handle like very raw granular data. And so we have to think about how do we, how do we uh, make data easy for everyone to use, easy for everyone to understand. It's, it's astounding how often we put up a data set and, and the questions that we get from that. So I, I kind of wanted to focus thinking about um, usability and how we apply that to the data itself. So that's what I'm excited about. It sounds uh, sounds exciting indeed. Bahisha, 2019, looking forward, what are you excited about? I'm really excited uh, about, There's a there are a few projects that we're working on that are all kind of starting to connect that will translate into us pushing and advancing this data-informed decision-making uh, ahead quite a few steps. And so uh, if we do this right at the end of 2019, maybe early, early 2020, we're going to have tools for our leadership that will allow them to basically gauge the health of the organization through um, snapshots and data and dashboards and different data visual uh, visualization options. But essentially, they'll, they'll be able to tell in one glance how the city's doing um, and, and where attention needs to be paid. That's something that I think um, every city needs to have, every organization needs to have, and we're, we're taking a lot of pride in being the ones to, to bring that uh, to light. Well, with your permission, hopefully maybe in sort of 10, 12 months' time, I'd love to circle back and sort of interview you both again to see how it's gone. Um, but for now, we, um, we need to sort of wrap there. Um, Bahisha and Andrell, thanks so much for joining us on the Smart Cities Chronicles podcast today. Thanks for having us. We yes, had a great thank time. Thank you. 
Uh, and for our listeners, that was Bahija Humphrey and also Andrell Bauer from the Performance and Analytics Department at the City of San Diego in California. Um, for our listeners uh, who are not subscribing to the Smart Cities Chronicles, you can do so. Head over to Spotify and SoundCloud and uh, Apple Podcasts. You can also head to our website, Smart Cities Chronicles. Dot com. Uh, that's been another episode, episode 24 with the Chronicles. We hope you have a great week and keep well.